You're listening to the Business in Morocco podcast, the podcast that discusses all things business and all things Morocco. My name is Ryan Mimone, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan Kirk, and our goal is to share our knowledge and experiences in order to help you gain wisdom, skills, and habits that can help you succeed in business and in life. You can learn more about us by going to our website, moroccopodcast.com. All right, let's get started with today's episode. It's going to be a lovely day. Welcome to episode four of the Business in Morocco podcast. Ryan, how you doing? What's going on this week? Well, today is International Women's Day, so that's pretty exciting to all our female listeners out there. Happy International Women's Day. And I've got a video coming out tonight that I actually made with my wife to celebrate International Women's Day and challenge some of our thinking. But this week I've been trying to implement what we discussed last time about the structure of your day and how you do your deepest work or your most cognitively demanding work up front in the morning. And actually yesterday I had a few things I needed to get done to push some projects forward and they were difficult tasks that I I think I was afraid of, you know, kind of avoiding and I held strong. I tackled those one after the other, knocked over three or four things in a row before doing the things that were more enjoyable, like checking my email or posting something on social media, doing a bit of work on an Excel spreadsheet. I did those things, but after I had completed these difficult tasks and it worked. Yeah, it got got those things done. It gives you momentum, but you also, no matter what happens the rest of the day, it's a success, so. How did you feel in the afternoon. Yeah, that was another thing we talked about last week was that your capacity to really focus and really do something that's challenging is finite. It's limited. And I noticed that because I I had a meeting in the afternoon, which is a good time to plan meetings. However, this one demanded my full attention and I was struggling. Like I could just tell, man, I'm I'm tired. My brain is just not firing. Not not as sharp as I should be. You have to be careful what you schedule in the afternoon and try to put your hardest tasks up front. What about you? What's been going on? What's new? Well, I just signed a new client here in Casablanca. He's, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Appreciate that. One of my existing clients referred me. He's been working for many years, many decades. He specializes in cosmetic dentistry, implants, what's known as Hollywood smile. You've probably seen a lot of these stars in Hollywood with perfectly aligned, perfectly white teeth. Well, I'm happy to tell you they are fake. (laughs) But he does that for people that have uh, broken teeth or uh, misaligned teeth, damaged teeth. He gives them a brand new smile. Wow. Uh, He's not cheap, but he does really good work. So the big challenge for me this week is figuring out how to get new clients for him here in Casablanca using social media, using Facebook ads, using Google AdWords. Uh, The big challenge is figuring out what his potential customers are searching for on Google. What are the keywords they're using, like dentist, 
cosmetic dentistry, dental implants. Are they searching in English? Are they searching in French? This is a discovery process. Right. So for me, it's a challenge because he has a very specific type of client that is older, has quite a bit of disposable income, and wants to have a brand new smile. So it's not everybody. He has a very specific type of client, and my challenge is trying to reach them. So that's what I've been working on this week. How does Google AdWords mix with Google Analytics, with people landing on his website versus making calls? How do you validate that someone who's clicked on a link or clicked on the call button on an advertisement has actually called the office? Are you wasting your money? Is it a good use of your money? So these are the challenges that I'm working on this week. Hopefully next week or in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to give you some feedback on some best practices or things that have worked and things that are not working. That's cool. That's exciting. Okay, let's get into the topic of the day, which is time management, weekly planning, win the morning, win the day. Ryan, you're a trainer and educator in, among other things, the seven habits of highly effective people. Talk to us a little bit about time management. Yeah, so the third habit in the seven is put first things first. And there's a classic time management tool that's presented there. Most people know it, may not recognize that it's created by Stephen Covey, the author of the book. And it just creates a a comparison or a chart between importance and urgency. And it creates like a a four quadrant matrix. And where you have something that's urgent and important, well, this is an emergency. This is something you've got to do. It's a crisis. But people who are really effective, they spend a lot of their time on things that are important, but not urgent. So you think about something like your health. When you're sick, it's important that you get better and it's urgent. It's happening right now. You you might have to just not go into work. You might have to cancel an appointment. You might have to stay in bed all day. You've got to deal with that. It's a crisis of health. But something that's important, your health and not urgent, would be things like eating a healthy meal, making sure you don't smoke a cigarette, uh, going to the gym and exercising. When you do these things, you see very little difference in the moment or in the days and weeks ahead. It's in the long run that you start to see the impact of these things. So if you spend time in quadrant two, which is things that are important but not urgent, it actually reduces the amount of emergencies you have in your life, the crises that come up. Talk to me about what my day should look like. How should I start my day? How should I finish my day? What should I be thinking about in terms of planning my week. Yeah, so once I know this is what's really important to me, this is my purpose, these are these are my most important things that I've got to do to con- lead to my goals, then I can ask myself, how do I move forward this week in this area? Um, or you can do it by roles. So I might have different roles that I fill. There's my career, there's my role as a, a family member, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a Christian. I have these different roles, these different hats that I wear. And if I look, go through each of them and ask, how do I move forward this week? It can give me one or two things that I need to put into my, my schedule. You can't do everything every single day, but over a week you can accomplish a lot if you're strategic. So then when I'm planning my day, I might have like one or two big things that are part of my routine. So for example, 
on Thursday night, I'm going to go out with my wife because my role as a husband, my marriage is really important to me. And I know that consistent time spent together away from our kids, doing something fun, away from our phones and just focused on one another is an investment in a great marriage in the long run. Or with your health, I might have a couple times a week, two or three times a week that I'm going to set aside some time to exercise. And so when I'm looking at planning as a week, I put those things in first. And then the smaller things, um, the appointments, the, the meetings, the projects that I'm working on, or just the regular upkeep of email and admin stuff, that can fit in around those, those big commitments. I agree. I like to plan on my week. I use very basic tools, free tools that help me. tool I really like is Wonderlist. Android app that helps you organize tasks in different lists. Uh, I also like to use uh, Google Calendar. They say you get done what's on your calendar. Hmm. Uh, whether it's deep work or it's reading or spending time with your wife or your family member, if you put it on your calendar, then you're gonna set aside space to do that. I have, I share my calendar with my wife. There are blocks of time that are clearly spelled out for both of us. So we know what's going to happen during the week, which times are available and which times are off limits. When you do things like that, it allows you to, like you said, get one or two important things done each day, but not be overwhelmed. Yeah. And it allows you to spread out tasks and it allows you to plan out tasks. Yeah. If you know that something's going to take more than one day or more than one week to accomplish, you can plan it out with a goal in mind. I want to be done with this by the end of the week or I want to be done with this by the end of the month. You can set aside time on your calendar to work towards accomplishing that task. Yeah. And I find that these apps are very helpful as opposed to waking up each day and not really knowing what's going to happen not really knowing what you're going to work on. It, it'll allow you to be seduced into this busy work that we've talked about yeah. that is not really a priority. It's not really important. Right. People can relate to this. Students, they have their class schedule and they lock it in and they know, okay, on Wednesday from 10.30 to 12.30, I have accounting. And that's just a, a locked in commitment that they've made or a lot of business people, they know I go to the office at nine and I'm there till six. And so if a friend messages me and says, hey, do you want to go watch We Dad play? It's 2.30 in the afternoon. They say, no, I can't. I'm, I'm committed. That time is blocked in. And we can do this for anything in our life, not just school and work. It can be even fun, pleasurable activities like going for dinner with your wife or going to the gym or spending some time reading. This is my time that I've set aside this week to invest in myself, to have a little break, to have a rest. And it's like a meeting. It's a commitment that I've made and I'm not going to stand myself up. I'm going to going to follow through on it. But it allows you to, in a week, get done the things that are most important to you. And you can think about it in terms of like saying yes and no. When you don't say yes to something that's really important to you, it makes you vulnerable to say yes to stuff that's important to someone else or that's just that's just a waste. It's it looks like it's valuable because it's urgent or because it's, you know, ticking off a couple to-do lists, but it doesn't really move you forward on your long-term goals. But when you've got a commitment 
it's easier to say no to something that comes up that may not be as valuable. Yeah, another thing that I like to do is track my time. If you've done any reading on the topic, you'll know that our memories differ significantly from actually what has happened in the past. (laughs) So we may romanticize our history in terms of how we used our time, how effective that use of time was, the way that we label certain topics like I spent this much time with my family and it had these outcomes. I spent this much time reading. I spent this much time working, spending time with friends. Our memories may not be exactly right. So what I like to do is on a daily basis, I track my time. I spent this much time working for this client. This is what I did. Mm -hmm. So at the end of each day, I have a general idea of how that day progressed and how much time I spent doing each type of task. So at the end of the month, I have a record of the number of hours, the types of tasks that I did for each client. Yeah. And then I can associate that with the revenue from each client. Right. Over the long term, you can get an idea. Who are my best clients? Right. Who are my most profitable clients? Yeah. Am I spending a disproportionate amount of time on clients that are not profitable? Right. Am I spending less time on my best clients? who are most profitable yeah and do I need to make a change at some point you may need to fire a client yeah if you're doing a lot of work for them and not getting a lot of revenue you may want to apply yourself in other areas or to other clients and so I use a simple Google spreadsheet or Microsoft Excel spreadsheet to track my time and that way it's it's not based on my memory of what happened during the month yeah it's based on a record that I do during the day or at the end of each day. Yeah, that's powerful. It makes a lot of sense when you're talking about invoicing clients. You want to justify the hours you're giving them, particularly if you're paid by the hour. But even if you're not, even if you're on some kind of a retainer fee, even still for your own personal effectiveness, you want to make sure you're focusing on the, the 20% of clients that are generating the 80% of your revenue. But this is powerful even outside of of business because we assume, we look at ourselves, we romanticize, as you said. We we definitely give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We think we sleep uh, less than we do. We think we work more hours than we do. We think we spend less time on social media than we do. You cannot manage what you don't measure. And when you actually start measuring it, number one, it actually increases your performance. Because when you start tracking something, it motivates you to pay attention to it and to do better at it. So when you start tracking your time, you use your time more effectively. But even still, even though your performance has increased, we're still shocked at the results. We're still embarrassed by how much time we actually spend on our phone, how little time we actually spend doing effective work and how much time we waste. I do this with my students all the time where they they complain to me that they're really busy And I say, well, let's talk about that. Tell me how many hours of class do you have a week? Okay, and how long does it take you to go to and from school? How much sleep do you get per night? And when you just start subtracting the hours from the hours in a week, they cannot account for dozens and dozens of hours. They can't account for it. They're awake, they're not in class, they're not eating, and they don't know what has happened to the time. The other thing is we've got all these tools on our phone that can reveal the truth about how much time we're investing in them. Whether you have an Android or or an iPhone, you can look and see 
how much time you've been spending on each app in the previous days and weeks, and it can be pretty shocking. This episode is brought to you by Click Apporté. ClickApporté.com is a groundbreaking online shopping platform that allows individuals and businesses in Morocco to purchase goods online from a wide range of international marketplaces and pay in dirhams. You can pay by credit card, certified check, wire transfer, and soon, cash plus. ClickApporté manages the entire process, clears customs, and delivers right to your door. Their prices are transparent and clearly communicated at the time of checkout. They have a no surprises policy, which means you pay what you agreed to pay, even if customs or shipping charges are higher than expected. Can you see how exciting this is? You can use the ClickApporté app, shop on Amazon in Spain or France, order what you want, and pay in dirhams. You don't worry about the douane, it just shows up at your door. ClickApporté, you want it, we get it. Now back to the show. Yeah, I really like tracking my time uh, in order to identify bad habits. I'd also like to get an understanding of how long it takes to do things. Mm -hmm. We all think it takes less time to do things. How long is it going to take to build this website, to build this Facebook page, to build this profile for this company on the internet? I probably think it takes a lot less time than it does, but I need to have a good understanding of that in order to price out my services to future customers. When I hire an employee to do what I've been doing, I need to understand how long is it going to take that employee to do all the work? Mm -hmm. How much do I need to charge the customer in order to make sure not only I cover my expenses, but I have a profit in there as well. There are really good outcomes from tracking your time, seeing where you're wasting time and where you're making a good use of your time. Ryan, you have an iPhone and it tells you how you use your time. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing over the last week. All right, so I I haven't been paying much attention to this, but just pulling this up now, you can go into the battery usage and look at the last seven days and the hours you've spent. I've got four hours on Instagram, two and a half hours on LinkedIn, over two hours on YouTube, two and a half hours on WhatsApp, 24 minutes on Facebook. You know, you add this up, just from the last seven days and you realize I'm spending 60 to 90 minutes just on social media per day. And when I try to think, okay, well, there's something to be said for relaxing and um, I do have career implications with my role on LinkedIn and there's relationships through Instagram and YouTube as well. But is there really enough value being generated to justify the amount of time I'm putting in or is a lot of that wasted? Now, this also connects with what we shared in episode two about deep work. You have a comment about that? Yeah, this goes back to the idea of residue. Your phone is tracking your time on certain apps, but it's not tracking your transitionary time. So let's say you're involved in activity and you pick up your phone to go into Instagram. Your phone's now tracking Instagram, but it's not tracking the time you took transitioning into Instagram, Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna track the time you're transitioning out of Instagram into whatever project you're doing. There are things that surround these activities like watching sports, using social media, playing video games, watching television. There is the time we're doing that, and then there's the transitionary time that eats up large portions of our calendar. 
I completely agree. We all need to relax. We all need to decompress. But put that time on your calendar. Don't be a slave to your phone. Everyone should know. Whatever app is on your phone that you like and you love, there are teams of people whose entire purpose in life is to figure out a way to get you to turn the app back on. Yeah. Not just to turn it back on, but to stay on. Yeah. They are literally, they're in California, they're sitting at a desk right now, thinking and working, getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to get your attention and to keep your attention. And they're much smarter than us. These are the best of the best. These are brilliant people and they've got an unending budget to capture our attention. And so we need to be wary of that. Exactly. They've actually figured out that when you get a notification, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, it is not optimal for you to be interested in every single notification. They've actually figured out you're more likely to engage the app when you see a notification if there is a variable response, meaning part of the time you are interested in the notification. That actually makes you more likely to click on the note on the app if you're not going to get a great response every single time. Mm-hmm. Scientifically, your brain is programmed that way. Yeah. For example, they did a test on lab rats. They had a bell ring every time before food would come out of this little door. And after a certain amount of time, the rats just stopped responding to the bell because they knew every single time the bell rang, food would come out of the door. So the bell would ring, the door would open, and the rat would just lay there and wouldn't even move. They changed it so that there was a variable response. The bell would ring, and sometimes food would come out of the door, and sometimes it wouldn't. Right. And as a result, every time the bell, the bell rang, the rat was jumping at the door, fiending over what was going to come out of the door. Yeah. Specifically because they didn't know whether or not there was going to be any food coming out. And they've applied the same principle to Facebook and to Instagram and to LinkedIn. They're teasing you with these notifications, knowing that you're more likely to come back if you're unsatisfied. Yeah, it's the same principle in gambling, right? That that uncertainty drives our curiosity and, and keeps us hungry to know. All right, if you've enjoyed this topic of time management and particularly about structuring your day to be most effective, you can get more information by going to the blog at moroctreasure.com. I wrote an article about how to create perfect timing in your day. There's some more information about workflow based on uh, some, some data from Daniel Pink, a great author. also wanted to let you know that you can watch any of these podcasts with English transcriptions. You can see the subtitles, the text of what we're saying. You can watch that as you're listening to it. If you go to moroccopodcast.com. So we have all the episodes there uh, with show notes to additional links and and more information. If you're wanting to work on your English, if you're wanting to follow along with the words we're saying, that's an excellent way to do that. So go to moroccopodcast.com. You've been listening to the Business in Morocco podcast. My name is Ryan Kirk, here with my co-host Ryan Maimon. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download our entire library of podcasts on our website, moroccopodcast.com, where you'll also find extra resources related to each episode in the show notes, including a transcript of the show. If you've got a question or topic, 
topic you think we should cover on the podcast, fill out the form on moroccopodcast.com or email us at ryan at moroccopodcast.com and we'll give you a shout out on the show. Our theme music is Lovely Day by Bill Withers, used under Creative Commons, and we hope you'll have a lovely day doing business in Morocco. We'll see you next time. Yeah.